Ah, Labor Day, the end of summer, backyard barbecues, super sales, and violent labor strikes? In today's bonus episode, we talk about the origins of Labor Day. Here we go. Welcome to the Internal Customer Handbook, a work culture podcast for people who lead people. This unpublished book turned podcast is for people leaders who want to create 21st century work cultures that look nothing like, but this is how we've always done it. I am your host, Wendy Conrad, work culture strategist and founder of Your Happy Workplace. And if you are wondering if why and how ethical leadership and business can coexist, then you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the podcast. I am your host, Wendy Conrad. What are the bonus episodes, you ask? If the Internal Customer Handbook podcast and the History of Work documentary had a little baby, the bonus episodes are what it would sound like. This is where all the juicy research that's too detailed for the documentary ends up. Otherwise, the documentary would be 8,000 hours long. and We don't want that, do we? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. You can check out the intro episode for the Internal Customer Handbook podcast that was released in April 2022, and also the History of Work documentary sneak peek episode from May 2022, and you will be introduced to the parents of said bonus episodes that come out about every Friday or so. Let's get into today's topic shall we? The truth behind Labor Day. The original intent behind Labor Day was to celebrate all workers, but the truth is, in today's world, not all workers get the first Monday in September off as a paid holiday, right? Because after all, someone has to operate all of these weekend Labor Day sales and Check us out of our hotel room for our long weekend trip, right? Leave it to capitalism to twist a holiday meant to give laborers rest into the exact opposite. Ah! So when we think of Labor Day, we may think of super sales, backyard barbecues, the official end to summer, but its origins were dramatic and violent. Labor Day was born from the labor movement, with the first Labor Day parade happening on September 5th, 1882, when 10,000 workers in New York City took to the streets and took unpaid time off to march from City Hall to Union Square, and then they celebrated with a picnic and they had speakers, things like this. The idea of a holiday to celebrate workers, it caught on in other industries and areas across the country, but Labor Day would not become an official national holiday until 1894, 12 years after this parade. Why then, you ask? Well, in 1894 is when the railway strike, the Pullman strike, began when Pullman car workers 
walked off the job on May 11, 1894 to protest wage cuts and the firing of union reps. Any of that sound familiar? Ultimately, 250,000 workers from 20 companies participated in this railway strike, which, think about it, at the time, the railroads were the lifeblood of the economy in America. Mail wasn't getting delivered, factories weren't getting their supplies, etc., etc. So this strike was very powerful. But Pullman was unwilling to negotiate. And if you want to learn about more about Mr. Pullman, guess what? There's a History's Horrible Bosses episode about him. I'll link it in the show notes. Labor Day being made a national holiday was kind of a way to placate the people after President Cleveland at the time was criticized for his violent handling of this Pullman strike. On June 28, 1894, about a month and a half after the start of this strike, Grover Cleveland signed the law to make Labor Day an official holiday to calm the unrest, it is said. On July 2nd, a federal court issued an injunction which ordered an end to the strike. So on July 4th, just a week after President Cleveland made Labor Day a national holiday, he sent 10,000 troops to Chicago to enforce the court ruling and put a brutal end to this strike. This resulted in 13 workers being killed, 53 seriously injured, and federal forces went from city to city to break these strikes and get the trains running again. More than 30 were killed throughout the country that summer. Strike leaders were imprisoned, including the famous Eugene V. Debs, and the strike cost $80 million in damages. The Pullman strike came to a disappointing end on July 20th with none of the workers' demands being met, but the strike did become a turning point for U.S. labor law. Today, many labor organizations use Labor Day to continue advancing some of the workers' rights that were being fought for when this first became a holiday over 125 years ago. Labor laws in the U.S. were, surprise, surprise, originally written to exclude many essential workers, especially those who are women and those who are not white. For example, the National Labor Relations Act of 1935, it's considered a one of the many landmark labor laws in U.S. history, protects the right to form unions and collectively bargain, but it explicitly excluded agricultural and domestic workers, which many argue was a, quote, racist compromise to get the votes needed to pass this bill. So excluding these industries cut a huge number of women, and in particular Black workers, out of the protection of this law. This was by design. 
according to law scholar Juan Perea, quote, Southern congressmen wanted to exclude black employees from the New Deal to preserve the quasi-plantation style agriculture that pervaded the still segregated Jim Crow South, end quote. So on paper, slavery had been ended, but not really. And this insidious exemption was repeated in other historic labor laws like the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, which set minimum wage, but not for everybody, and also the Social Security Act of 1935. If you want to learn more, there's a great article on Refinery29. I'll link it in the show notes that talks more about the history of Labor Day. Labor Day was intended to celebrate the accomplishments of the labor movement, like the 40-hour work week, which we complain about today, but this is something that had to be fought for at the time with many Americans working 12 to 14-hour days and seven-day weeks. Labor Day was originally intended for rest and reflection of these victories of the labor movement. So that's a very, very brief rundown of the history of Labor Day. I hope this gives you a new perspective of the holiday this year. I hope you'll get curious and continue to learn more about Labor Day and its origins. Some reflection questions for the for this bonus episode are, will your team have Labor Day off paid? And if not, why not? How will you celebrate Labor Day this year? Now having a little glimpse into its history. That's all for now. I'm your host, Wendy Conrad, and I hope you'll join me next time for the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast on Tuesdays and bonus episodes on Fridays-ish. I'm Wendy Conrad saying bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Internal Customer Handbook Podcast. Please subscribe and share with friends. Want to send an email for the mailbag segment? I'd love to answer your work culture questions or hear your bad boss or toxic workplace stories to be shared right here on the podcast. Email me at wendy at yourhappyworkplace.com. Want to support the podcast and my work? Contribute at throwconfettiatme.com. Yes, you heard that right. Throwconfettiatme.com. It's an actual website. My dog agrees. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.